Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Connecticut Show. This is Travis Poppleton. And this is Terrence. I'm going to talk over Travis Abney. And each week we give you a new look at New England. And we are here on our 27th episode, I think. I have to look at my um, podcast and see what episode this is on. This, uh, if you're listening to us on Sunday afternoon, if you're listening to us on WHUS radio, uh, happy Sunday, everybody. Enjoy uh, a beautiful afternoon. And if you're out gardening, if you're out just enjoying a fall hike, we, we hope you're listening and, and welcome. If you're on the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, thank you uh, for subscribing. We're on all major podcasts, uh, including Amazon, Spotify, Apple, you name it. And we want to thank Bomb Bomb Vivant for leading us in as they always do. And that I think Terrence is like our best, like we actually covered everything at the beginning. Oh, you know what we should do? And also, if you listen to the show and you want to uh, send us a message, hit us up at info.connecticut.show, info at connecticut.show, sorry, or go to connecticut.show and there's a, a little message place for you to, to send us a message. And thank you everybody who's been sending us feedback lately. And that is... We covered everything at the beginning. We usually do that like 15 minutes in. We forget it. Yes, I agree. Because we're selfish. I, I don't know how that makes us selfish. I think we're just, we our minds wander. Because we're just thinking about other things besides the people who have taken care of us and besides getting information to the people. So that makes you very selfish. Yeah, I like how it went from we to me. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I should take that on the chin. Uh, so yes, very sorry for the other twenty plus episodes where where we were less gracious. Yeah. Uh, but please, and and again, if you're listening on the radio, happy Sunday. Uh, but anybody else that's listening on the podcast, thank you. Please continue to send us information, and and we'll talk about uh, again what's new in New England. Absolutely. And one of the things new in New England, I look into these piercing eyes over here, is that beard is looking good on you, my friend. It you is. Get that out. Grow that out a little more, and see. Let it get a little more. Mountain manish. This is what's so interesting about this is uh, this is how I look every week. The only difference is I'm wearing a ball cap instead of a flat cap. I think I just noticed a beard because there's, yeah. I mean, you probably had it for months now, but I like really I've, just now. For, I've had this beard. beard for as long as I've known you. No, no, no. Sometimes I want you to go. It's back. not always as thick. The, I want you to go back and like. We'll just do a slideshow. One of those music slideshows of all of the thick. pictures that we've ever taken together. And I have that beard in every single picture. It's not always as thick. It's uh, so. What happened is when I lost my hair, I got uh, a lot more creative with my facial hair. So I've I've had the beard for some time. Terrence is on his phone, like he just does not believe I've had this beard. Uh, go out on Insta. I think I think on Insta, if it's not there, I will repost it. It's the first picture from the first episode of the show, and I still have, and I'm I'm fairly confident it is exactly the same beard. Exactly the same. Uh, I think I think yes. With that said, maybe you're just looking extremely stunning today. Hey, everybody, have you ever noticed you give somebody a compliment sometimes and they just can't take the compliment and just be like, "Hey, I'm sexy today." Yeah, I tell you, but you I, know what? I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is a little thinner. That's what I mean. This is it's a little this more is thinner. Now. You're saying that the what you're looking at on a picture is thinner than what I what have. What I'm right looking now. at is a little thinner. It's like you're going with a little fuller look, or okay. maybe you just haven't had a beard cut. Do you call it a beard cut? I I don't know. 
Uh, this is how I'm used to wearing it. I don't change it a great deal. So what happens is like sometimes I'll let it grow out and just not care. Like I'll go a week or two and then I'll, I'll shave it back down like this. All right. I'm never commenting on the beard again. Next topic. Uh, next topic is on the show today. We have Jen Isidoro, uh, probably from the Connecticut Isidoros now that I think about it. Do you know them? I certainly do. Uh, <laughs> Do you know him? I, I don't actually. Uh, Jen is joining us to talk about, and this is exciting. I'm very excited about this. She better say the right thing. She better say the right thing. She's going to talk to us about Mount Washington. Finally, we're going to have this conversation. Um, I did not pay her money <laughs> to say anything in my favor. But I will say, I think we can all acknowledge before we even get on here, this topic, mountain's pretty dangerous. Fast um, as wind recorded, it's cold in the winter, it's cold in the summer, the wind's always blowing, it is ferocious. Uh, I guess we'll verify that on the show. One thing I do want to note, like what it, what Jen is doing today is uh, is fantastic. I happen to know her not too well, but we cross paths at work from time to time, and she is working on a project that is like bleeding edge when they're finished with this product, it is gonna like change trends forever. There's really nothing to look at right now. This is a uh, leading, leading technology. Change product. what forever? I'm sorry. Uh, so I don't really wanna talk about the project she's working on, but I can tell you that it's it's something that's uh, quite new to the, to the world of tech. Uh, it's changing things for the better. And, uh, and it's amazing because she is like bleeding edge technology here doing artificial intelligence. Uh, to rework what um, gotcha. what I think will will change a lot of lives for the better. She's she's a very very smart person doing very very cool things, and to have her on this show is I think it's it's uh, high praise of us. Really, you probably thought that was going to be a compliment to her, but the fact that we got her on the show says a lot about the credibility of the Connecticut show. I agree. Travis Travis worked the magic and got us a big <laughs> guest. I'm appreciative. <laughs> I'm appreciative. Very, very excited to this have This is her. not just clickbait. No, no. And and, and uh, so we're excited to have her. What else are we talking about today, Terrence? We're talking about the fact that you should definitely tune in to hear Jen, and it's not clickbait. Don't just keep listening to hear Jen because Travis talked so well about her and that because she's a genius. Just do it because it's not clickbait and, you know, enjoy the show. Just enjoy the show. Just hang out with Terrence and uh, me today. Indeed, and uh, and enjoy the Connecticut show. Uh, but honestly, nothing, not nothing much, nothing much else up here. This, I'm trying to get through to get through fair season that we talked about. Trying to get up to the Big E soon to see the projects. Trying to get my family in order for you know what October, your favorite season coming up. I do believe we are in Holi my your favorite, favorite season. Not your favorite season. Your favorite holiday is this? Is that right? Uh, I do so love Halloween. So uh, I take Autumn Equinox quite seriously, uh, and that's past. So anybody who has, uh, who who likewise enjoys Solstice and Equinox uh, celebrations, I really hope you had a, a fantastic Autumn Equinox. And yeah, as we go into Halloween and the Thanksgiving, uh, those are big holidays. And and anything really Dia de los Muertos, anything that really celebrates the the season the changing colors the idea that that we're, we're putting things away for a while 
uh, for a rebirth in spring. I love all of it. I love the colors. I love the cooler temperatures. I'm an absolute uh, fan Absolutely. of autumn. Yeah. Hey, we are we are of the universe. The universe is of us. Hey, I, I like I like what you're saying there. Thanks. Thanks. Indeed. Indeed. You, uh, by the way, I should also note, Terrence complimented my beard. The guy is like so sharp today, flat cap, tie, collared shirt, vest, uh, the socks alone. Had you just had those socks on, I would have had to make a comment, but you are looking quite, quite stunning today as, as far as you're, you're fashion sensible. Thank you. I appreciate it. Y'all yeah. noticed he didn't say I was good looking, but he just said the, clo- the clothes you got on are nice though. That's what it- Yeah. All that's true. Hey, uh, People that don't look good dress well. That's what Travis just told me. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. People I appreciate that. People don't that. look good dress well. That is fantastic. I'm going to say that every time I'm wearing. So, like, to, to kind of contrast, I'm wearing a Star Wars ball cap and, like, the same shoes. If you were to, like, say, hey, what's the difference between Terrence and Travis? I've worn the same shoes, I think, to this show since the, <laughs> since the birth. And Terrence always has, like, beautiful, high-fashion, high-color uh Footwear all the time, always new, always trendy. Um, that that's what I would say is like one of the most immediate differences you'll know is like Travis, you're still wearing that same hoodie. Like yeah, plus Travis is like six ten and I'm five <laughs> eight or seven. Excuse me. Yeah, and sure we could uh, we can get into like I guess some other differences. I probably know Marvel trivia better than you do. Spider Man. Spider. But never mind. I guess I guess we're on even ground hey, now. Told you, Black Panther. <laughs> Um, the Joker. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get too far away from Jen. I don't think we we actually need a whole lot more. So let's just have the conversation with Jen. Let's give her a call. Get her on the show. And then afterwards, let's just debrief. How do you Sounds feel about that? Good. Sounds good. Let's get her on the horn and get her talking so she can tell us all this truth. <laughs> okay, here we go. Joining us right now is Jen Isidoro, who is um, one of, and I, and I don't say this lightly, one of the great minds of our time. Um, and the reason we have her on today, I, I was first introduced to Jen when she joined the company that I work for. Uh, she's one of the people that like um, you, 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 you hear about and you're like, Oh, I'll never talk to that person. Like that person's so far above in the world of math and science and, and smartness. And I'm lowly, you know, just a guy, just a guy working there. And what Jen did when she first came in was the spotlight. So there's so many employees at this place that occasionally they're like, Oh, okay. So take a half hour and just tell us about yourself. And this is right after we, wh- I first learned about your fear of Mount Washington and one of the big things on her spotlight is that she was a scientist. Uh, I, I, I'm going to stop right there. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And again. let me back up. I don't even want to get that title wrong. What What was your title at Mount Washington? Before we even get what you're doing there, like, what did they hire you as? Yeah, sure. So I was... Um, a fresh college graduate, um, and they, they run this intern program where you get to live and work on top of the mountain at the observatory um, for six months. Um, as an intern, you know, learning about weather forecasting and doing weather observations live manually out there. Um, so it was a it was a really 
really cool experience. Um, but the official title was intern, I suppose, summit intern, if you will. You were an intern on Mount Washington. And, and first of all, the weather system, like there's a reason you're doing that on Mount Washington, right? Like there's a reason that data is being collected there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, part of the reason people are up there is because it's, historically or famously, you know, the worst weather in the world or, you know, maybe New England. Um, no, the world was right. I agree with the world, Jen. Sorry? I agree with the world part. I think it is the worst weather in the world. I think you were right. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the wind's up there in the winter and the snow and um, they get what's mm. called rime ice, which is when the fog just freezes on everything so they, they need people up there to manually go out and actually do the weather observations because the instruments at some point we can't rely on them but like okay no no we're <laughs> you are you already have some very excited hand gestures going on oh. in studio um and i i know terrence has a lot to say about i just have one question okay go ahead you know it's it's not not dangerous right oh for crying out loud <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're trying to go up there in, you know, the dead of winter, maybe rethink it. But in the summer, you know, in the early, you know, late spring, early fall, it's gorgeous up there. All right. <laughs> I want to come back yeah, to man. that. What did you what did you say the weather condition is where everything freezes? It The fog itself is freezing. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a phenomenon called rime ice. And it's essentially where, you know, the mountain is in the clouds because it's so high up and, you know, just the way the atmosphere is, the clouds kind of sit on top of it um, or fog or, you know, whatever is there. And it's cold enough where the fog or cloud freezes onto everything and you get these big, thick layers of ice. Um, and if it's windy, they'll kind of, it's almost like a, like an icicle, but sideways. You know, it's, it's, it grows in the direction of the wind. It's pretty wild. I'm imagining like this video game version of like icicles turning sideways and, and, and shooting. And I, I hope it's better than that. Are you yeah. <laughs> are you up on the mountain while this is happening? We are. Yep. What do you do? Like, is there what what is the, the situation? Are you in some like little square building watching this happen? Do you all run inside? Is it I'm imagining like um like when the dust storms come in in the desert and everyone like goes inside, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's, it's a slower process than that, um, for sure. Um, but, you know, there's a there's a whole um, living quarters up there. There's, you know, they have a summit building um, where, you know, there's a, in the summer, there's a cafeteria and the hikers can come in and eat. And then there's a whole quarters section for um, the observatory as well as the state park. Um, so we live and work up there and, and you're there you're there for the week that you're working up there. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I, I know. Like, I feel like one of the things we were trying to do here is, like, settle uh, some sort of dispute, which I think you've settled beautifully. Don't go up there January <laughs> 1st, and you'll have a nice time. No. That's what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, go up in April, May, June. Like, what? give me the months that I should go up there. Mm. It's a long time. <laughs> I would like say that. August, maybe. Oh, really? Maybe like the like, dead of summer? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it'll be really, well, it'll be hot, right, you know, when you start your hike. Like, it'll be maybe 80s or 70s down at the bottom. Um, but once you get up to the summit, it's maybe in the 50s, 60s. 
60s, it's much cooler, it's enjoyable, it's pleasant, it's refreshing. <laughs> um, so tell me, like, on a, on a high level, because I think, for me personally, and Terrence is just, like, giggling over on the other side of the, of the <laughs> microphone, but, like, for me personally, what has now become more interesting um, is this idea that there are interns that go up there and do this, and this sounds like such a fantastic opportunity uh, for mm -hmm. people who are interested in this. So can I back up and ask you questions? Were you looking at going into weather specifically? Like, how did you get into this internship? Yeah, sure. So uh, my degree, my bachelor's degree was in meteorology. Um, and I, you know, I grew up loving the weather, like watching the Weather Channel religiously. Um, so, you know, pursued it in school, um, did an internship at National Weather Service, which was much less interesting, didn't like that at all, um, and then heard about this internship by going up on a school trip. You know, we, we took a, a van of a bunch of us students, you know, went up, and I learned you could do an internship there, and I said, that's what I'm going to do when I graduate. <laughs> and got it. Yeah. yeah. How hard was that? Was that really difficult to get? Um, you can just say I was the I, smartest you know, person. That I'm not applied. sure, like what the. <laughs> I guess I applied, and it was kind of an off season, so I applied for a fall internship. I think the summer ones are probably much more difficult to get. There's probably a larger candidate pool. Let Jen, me re let me rephrase that. Jen, let's just say this: <laughs> all the people applied. You came out as cream of the crop, and you're sorry for all those people who didn't make it, but yep, yep. <laughs> you had to take the opportunity once it was given to you, and mm -hmm. you hope they got something else good. Like everybody, It's like one of the things. Everybody played hard, but there was only one winner, and that was Jen. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like the way you said that. I like the way you said that. <laughs> for, I, I understand that for you, you just apply and get in, but for, let's say Terrence or, or uh, I applied. What what would be the likelihood of of you know the average person getting this internship? Is it if I'm interested in the weather? Is this something like yeah, get your get your straight A's, get your four point whatever, uh, and then apply with like the best? Like how how difficult is it really? How many of what's the percentage of people they accept into this well, program? Well, this first before you start, Terrence is not applying to go stay on that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I can long. put in a good word, maybe. Yeah, Jed, Jed knows some people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it, it's difficult because it's kind of a, in the New England area, you know, it's a coveted meteorology, but it is so specific where, you know, they're looking for meteorology students kind of fresh out of college or a couple years out of college. Um, you know, part of the work, too, was doing research in, you know, different topics of, you know, the weather on the mountain and that kind of thing. Um so it's a it's a smaller pool, but that doesn't mean it's it's less competitive because you know everyone who or most people at least that I've met that get into meteorology are passionate about it and want to do this this cool internship in you know this famous place in, in New England um, at least for this area. And and what does a day look like when you go up there? Like, are you up at six and you you're closing out at, at what what do you even do? It just seems yeah. like, yeah, what, what happens? Sure. So it's um, 12 hour shifts. I think I did either six to six or seven to seven. Um, there's one or two interns, depending on the season. Um, and then there's, I think, three or four full time staff. 
um, three of which work during the day. And then there's one person who works the overnight shift. Um, and it's the same kind of like 12 hour shift, maybe a little bit of staggering throughout the day. Um, a typical day, um, well, the forecast or the, the weather observation needs to be taken every hour. So someone has to go out there, swing the thermometer around, check the cloud heights, um, check the visibility, all that, you know, there's kind of a checklist that you go through. Um, so that's every hour. Um, every six hours, either six or 12 hours, I should have looked that up. Um, we have to go and collect the precipitation can. So it's literally this big, long cylinder where they collect precipitation. So we got to go get that, bring it inside, measure the precipitation amount. Um, there's forecasts that we do. Um, one of the most important roles that they play is putting out the higher summer, higher summit forecasts. Um, so, you know, you, when you look at the weather forecast for New Hampshire, right, you're getting the forecast for the ground, not the mountains. Um, so they put out the higher summit forecast to, you know, help hikers understand what the weather is going to be like um, at the top of the mountain. So if they're planning a hike, you know, it's 70, you know, down at the, at the base, but, you know, 40 and windy and rainy at the top. So maybe, you know, bring a rain jacket, things like that. Um, so helping with that, um, some data entry, some research, depending on, you know, the projects that are going on at the time. Um, yeah, so busy, busy day, lots to do. <laughs> So this is a segue question. Can you give a short version of how you ended up in data science? Data science. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get that um, right, yeah. So, you know, when I was in school and kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I knew I didn't like sitting and making forecasts, and I knew I didn't want to be on TV, um, but I really liked data analysis and looking at, you know, you have all this weather data, right, that's collected every day. You have the forecast data, you have the model data. It's, it's just a huge amount of data. So it was really interesting to me, like, wow, we have all this data that you can do really cool stuff with and make plots and predictions. Um, but I didn't really know, you know, what to do with that beyond, well, okay, that's cool, great. Um, but after college, you know, starting to look in, outside of meteorology, there were a lot of, um, like, data analytics kind of fields before, you know, this was before data science was a fully-fledged career path. Um, but there were there were jobs within kind of the environmental science world related to data analytics or, you know, advanced analytics, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that was kind of my pathway into data science. So Get, having that experience with the earth science, atmospheric science, but then really focusing on the, the data side of things. Um, yeah, so it it was fun. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. um, so so now you're quantifying all this data. What what did you learn? Like if you were to say, okay, I, I spent X amount of days on, on Mount Olympus and I got all of this information, what were the things, like what were the takeaways, especially if we're coming back to the data models because the the little kid who's watching the weather channel it's it's hard for me to imagine her going from that's awesome i want to do the weather channel to i don't know sql statements or whatever you're doing I, probably probably something more advanced than that um mm -hmm. so so like take me to that place like what are you learning what do you take off of mount washington and and what does that give the world because of you risking your life up there in the in the dead of winter yeah, I, I would say it's it's using data and using your knowledge about such a specific thing to help people make better decisions. 
So like I said, with, you know, providing those forecasts to help the hikers understand what the weather is going to be like, you know, in this specific case, it's dangerous hiking when there's bad conditions and there can be injuries or worse. So we can give people the information to help them, you know, maybe make the hike tomorrow when the weather's a little bit better. Um, That was really powerful to kind of see in that extreme case, um, you know, of course, but I think I, I carry that through, you know, even with my work now thinking about how can I, how can I help people just better understand something or make a better decision or, you know, help someone that they might have overlooked um, using, using these interesting data points. Um, okay. So let's, let's make this less, uh, less technical and just ask the question. If to, you to, fall up the mountain, if you fall off the mountain, what's the no, chances? What's your survival chance? I got a question. Travis really not, needs to know this. It's not like a straight cliff at the edge of the mountain. <laughs> it's, it's not like you could just push someone and they fall, they free fall to their. I don't know. Jen, you're the expert. You answer the question. Well, they do have. There is an official sign that says Summit of Mount Washington, and it's on a, a little pile of rocks, kind of at the top. So if you fell off of that. I would say your risk is very low. There'd be lots of people around. You would be absolutely fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's, that's not falling off the mountain. It's falling off the summit. <laughs> you I give, appreciate you, that. You're giving, Tra- you're giving Travis <laughs> too much ammunition here. <laughs> too much ammunition for Travis. It, it is. Um, it's September. It's late September. And I and I really want to... Okay, wait, I guess here are the two questions. One, it's late September is it is it too late for someone to make that journey or should we wait until next year when it's warmer? Mm. I would it it you might still be okay. It depends if things up top are frozen because if they're frozen and you're trying to hike across something that was wet before, it's not going to be a good time. Um, so it might still be okay. It's been it's been a warmer warmer summer, so okay. And then, and then here's the real question. I don't really feel like hiking it. And there's that train, but there's a picture of the train where it's like oh, yeah. pushing backwards. And, and Terrence has made comments in the past about how there's no way he's getting on that train. Can you just tell me if the general safety level? Is it is it a pretty... Has, has anyone got injured on the train? It's still good today, right? It's still good today. I, I haven't heard otherwise. Um, but I, I agree. The look of it is... is very <laughs> Thank you, Jan. Yeah, but it looks of bad. But yeah, it's going to be fine, right? <laughs> it's going to be fine. The, um, there are some deaths reported, and I guess this is another thing that Terrence worries about. Um, there are some deaths reported. What is the regulation like? You wouldn't let me go up, or not you personally, but the, the Mount Washington officials wouldn't let me go up on a day that's going to be too cold, I imagine. Like, what safety parameters are in place now to prevent any of the of the serious injuries that have happened in the past? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mountain. There's no way to really keep people from going up it. You know, there's parking areas, so, you know, you can close the parking area. But if people are going to go up, they'll find a way to go up. Um, and, you know, there's the national or there's the park services, like I said, who they'll do rescue missions if there's particularly hairy situations. Um, but the onus is really on on the hikers to make the right decisions. So here's my promise to you, Terrence: we won't go yeah. up if the parking lot's closed, right? 
That, that sounds like like that sounds pretty solid, and and we won't go up after November. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this and this is a serious question? Is this would you call Mount Washington and the other local peaks there? And I'm sure some are more novice than others, but is Mount Washington a novice mountain to be climbing if you don't if you're not a big hiker or a big backpacker or? Ooh, maybe if you're like twenty, <laughs> but it's it's a toughie. <laughs> it is hard. It's it's a hard climb. It is. It's 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 very rocky, um, and it's it tricks you. The going up, you get to the top, and you know it took you maybe three or four hours, and you're like, wow, I feel great. But it's the coming down and the scrambling on the rocks. It's uh, you're better driving down if you can. <laughs> I, I'm totally giggling. There's no version of three or four hours up where I'm just fine and thinking I'm doing okay. <laughs> the the train is how I'm doing this. If we do this, it's definitely sounds like there. we might need those quarters you're talking about if we if we walk up there, go up there, stay the night. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Down. We'll we'll stay. Yeah. Um. So Jen, here's my last question. I hope I didn't say that already. But the show in general, we're talking about things in New England, things for people to do. A lot of our listeners are coming to New England for travel or they're relocating here. Um, if they looked up Mount Washington, is this a must do? Is this something that we would recommend to any New England tourist? I absolutely would. Um, and even if you don't make it, you know, to the top or you just kind of drive up and see it, um, the whole New Hampshire, North Conway area is fantastic. Okay. North Conway area? Yeah, yep, yep. Maybe it's 20 minutes south of where um, the mountain is. It's mm-hmm. a great little town, lots of restaurants, good awesome. sightseeing. I've never heard of it, and we have definitely never talked to it, so this is already ah. fantastic. Um, Jen, you have been so kind. Thank you so much for coming on and setting us straight. I will give Terrence props that it is a very dangerous uh, mountain if if traveled at the wrong times and without following the the safety precautions also the train works so like we just need to get over this if the parking lot's open and there's taking train tickets we should be good jen yeah okay perfect <laughs> that's all i needed to know any last questions terrence jen despite the 20 dollars i'm going to pay you for saying i'm right <laughs> who won this argument i meant 50 uh so yeah w- what is the argument exactly Dangerous or not? Oh, oh, really? That was it? The whole thing came down to whether yeah, it's dangerous no, we, or not? We try to make sure. it simple here. Yeah, I think it is simple. Jen, would, would uh, let, me, let me put it this way. Would you, she just recommended that people go. That, that's, <laughs> She's selling an argument here, Travis. Fine, settle the argument. I, I don't feel like I was even on the wrong side of this argument, but go ahead. Is, is Mount Washington dangerous? I, I have to go with no on that one. Oh, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he still owes you the 20 bucks. <laughs> um, I'm taking my Venmo back. You won't. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> now, nah, so, hey, thank you so much, though. It's a pleasure hearing your voice. Um, hopefully one day you'll make it to the big city of Connecticut. It's a state, Terrence. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a whole state. We don't, we, don't have, <laughs> as you, we don't have a lot of big dots here in, in Connecticut, so that's why I sometimes say the big city of Connecticut. But... Um, and you know, we can hang out. Coffee, coffee, and nutmeg is on me. Sounds you know. good to me. It was great meeting you as well. Yeah, it was so lovely to have you. Thank you so much, Jen. 
All right. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Take Bye. care. All right. So that was lovely. I, yeah. I enjoyed that conversation. It might have been lovely for you. I feel like I lost. <laughs> it's about W's and L's. I, like I called a couple of L's lately. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So, like, as we started talking to her, um, I was very interested in just, like, the let's get to Mount Washington. Is it dangerous or not? And then I was like, I'd never even thought about all of the opportunities for, like, students and who would want to go work up at Mount Washington. So I hope you listening to that bit, uh, to our conversation with Jen... I hope that you got something from it as far as like, if you're coming to New England, is it a worthwhile place to to visit? And in addition, I'd never heard of that town and I can't tell you what town she said, but I'm going to go back and listen to the show because I, I probably want to go to that town now. Have you ever been? I have not. I haven't been around there. I told you, I told you the time I was supposed to go. What happened? <laughs> you, you were supposed to go uh, and you never did. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, uh, the episode that we do. So that was Mount Washington. This is Mount Washington part one. When we do the Mount Washington part two episode, Travis I think will be a, it'll be a solo conversation because Travis will be doing it by yourself. Not only should we take the train, we, um, I think we should spend some time in that town. I think that's, that's fantastic. I hadn't even considered that there would be some sort of, uh, economy there as a result of that town or sorry the result of the mountain but but of course that makes sense you're looking something up i couldn't get anything on my phone are you what were you looking up couldn't even get anything on your phone no i have zero bars here are you looking you got zero bars oh i only got one while i'm talking trash y'all yeah and that's weird because i've never had that before it's like they've put up some new anti-cell receptors which is a real thing it could be north conway is the name of the town though north conway so uh, she gave us a, a great town to visit. She told us it's safe. As long as the train's going, we're fine. My favorite thing was I imagined 100% she was going to say it was dangerous. But, like, she, I thought she was going to say. She kind of did say it was dangerous. I think she, I think because you're her friend, she kind of <laughs> moonwalked it back a little bit to be on your side. No. And she hit me with the, you know, if you fall off the mountain at the summit, you're probably just going to fall off a Rubble or rocks and just hit the ground. That was so yeah, great. Everybody okay. knows what happens when you hit when you, if you fall off the mountain. That was my new favorite part. Was the summit comma? That was pretty good. Um, I I did actually think she, it was going to go in your favor. Like, of course it's dangerous. It's a mountain, and she's like, no. Go up Mount Washington. Go have a good time. Have a, have a lovely time. Just don't go up the first of January. So. And, and it's going to take you three hours to get up there at least. And then yeah, that was that was back. surprising. You I better, thought you better pack a lunch. That was another thing. I thought she would have said like that was just a paved hike because so many people do it so often, and that sounded pretty grueling, both both up and down. I don't think I'll I don't think I'll hike it with you. Oh, <laughs> not, not because of danger, <laughs> but just sheer laziness. <laughs> I will pay the price of the train, uh, but I'm I'm probably not walking that with you. Oh, that's that's a shame because if we were hiking, I would go. Tell you what, if that is the difference between you going and not going, I will go get some new shoes. And uh, and hit the treadmill for a month or nine, and then and then I should be in shape to go. <laughs> a month or nine. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm gonna segue real quick. As far as this equinox stuff going on, uh, appreciate the daylight that you have left because it's starting to get dark real early. I spoke to my people in the south. It was I sent you that picture. It was seven thirty here. Did. Yeah. And it was pitch. It was like ten o'clock dark though. And my mom's outside just enjoying daylight. 
it's the sun everywhere. Do you do you miss that? I do. It, it's a little. It, so one of the things about coming here, and I I try to warn people of this when they move here. First, I tell them, hey, if you think about going up Mount Washington, just be prepared because it gets cold up there. The temperature drops <laughs> like forty degrees. You're probably gonna need a jacket no matter what time of year, especially if you start off and it's eighty five and you get up there and it's fifty. Dangerous. But hey. Enjoy it. Go up there. And hey, if you fall off the mountain, you're going to be okay. You probably just hit <laughs> some ground below you, below the little pile of rocks you stand up. Why is there a pile of rocks that uh, you stand on at the summit anyway? I don't Anyhow, know. Anyhow, I I just love people, how you, you North truck. Conway, come check it out and enjoy it if you want to. By far, my favorite place I've spoken about on the Connecticut show thus far. Anyhow. I, I forgot love, what I was going to say. I love how you design it like it's some cartoon mountain, like that you would run off and then like forget about gravity for a second and then look down and then hold up a sign that says, oh no. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's just some, some drop off cliff that, uh, that happens. Um, but the truth was like, I was making fun of you for that. And then I realized I have no idea. I've never been to Mount yeah, Washington. Maybe there is some some six hundred foot cliff or and something. I, and I think I did digress. So I will say, as you tell, I do tell people, it's it's definitely different, and you're gonna notice the significant, um, this how how significant the time chain it change is as far as daylight, because again, that forty five minutes of sunset. It doesn't sound like much, I guess, but it's a big deal when you start looking at when it starts getting dark and when it's actually dark. And at some point, it's, the difference is probably about an hour. Like I, like I was saying before, in that picture, they, she could see everything. When I, I walked outside with my mom on FaceTime and she was like, where are you at? And she thought I was in the closet, like with the light off. Like, I was like, no, I'm, I'm outside right now. And it does. I'll be honest, When one of the first things... I heard about up here during the fall when it started changing. It was like, oh, yeah, people are going to start getting sads. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? I'd never heard of it before. And it's called seasonal affective disorder. Um, so, again, your mood changes. Some people actually do go into some, you know, and this is not to turn you off from New England, but if you're not used to it, you know, you get you know, a, little, a, little, a little depressed. Yeah, take your vitamin D pills for sure. Yeah, so I think that's one of the things that I would say I, I – during this time, I wish it, you know, I wish I had the southern light versus it getting dark. Because at, at one point, it's going to get dark at like 3.30, 3.45, and that's when it's like, ooh. And Terrence isn't, like, dark here is different. Uh, Terrence, you live, what, two, three houses down from me? I will give, I don't know if we've talked about your driveway, but your driveway is like one of the seven wonders of the world. It is this very very long downhill into the the depths of some hans christian anderson forest and um just the other day i think actually you had the t-shirts and i was like oh let me come over i want to see him so i i walk out and it's not that late i don't think and it's it is dark it is dark and i'm like i'm just gonna walk over there and as as i'm walking up the street which there's no street lamps on right Uh, so if you're someone who's like, oh, I wish I was somewhere where there's no light pollution, come move to our little town. There's none. Um, so I'm walking up like two houses and I realize I've got to go down that driveway of yours. 
And I was like, nah, I'm going to drive. So no no, no telling what's going to grab me. Yeah. On this. <laughs> I walk all the way back and drive down that driveway because there is any number of things that could come out between the, the head of your driveway. And oh, it would have been fine. Yeah. Unless that bobcat slash tiger had to jump down. I don't know how to help you then, but. Yeah, there's enough There's enough reports of black bear and bobcat about that I thought, eh. We had not heard of black bear yet, have we? Yeah, well, there's actually been quite a few sightings. Here? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Not necessarily in Mansfield. Oh, in Connecticut in general. like in So, okay, so it's crazy. Like, if you look at the map of how many bear sightings there are, especially over by Simsbury and yes, Avon, yes. that's nuts. That's a, that's, it's, it's out of control there, yes. Yeah. and West Hartford also. West Hartford also has really? quite a few, yes. And they, like, break into your house. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is you would think that there would be some pushback where people were like, hey, we should hunt or something or, or we should introduce something to get rid of some of the bear if you bring that up it's actually not the the residents seem to mostly like it until the bears break in right so unless your house has been broken into most of the residents are like we like the bear walking through our backyard um and that's a that's a very connecticut mindset as well i i would think um just for safety there would be a lot more pushback than there is for that right we do not have that problem here, but there are definitely sightings of bears from time to time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Nearby, not far away. You just had me scared, though. I thought you were saying they seen one on our road. I don't I don't really need to see a fisher cat up close and personal also. Let's just believe that it. Dark, right. right. I take yeah. your word for it. Yeah. But as people have told me, it's black bears. They don't eat people. <laughs> Except for the reports when they do. Yeah. Uh, they could definitely maim though, everybody, just in case. Yeah, they, they are black bears. They, although they're not grizzlies or brown bears, they are not small. Yeah, they have Mondays too. Black bears have Mondays too. Aren't brown bears grizzly? Is that not the same bear? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry, brown. Yeah, I thought brown bear and grizzly was synonymous. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't know. I know all of them are big to me. It's kind of like asking me the difference between a lion and a tiger. Nothing. Have you seen a bear without its hair? It is it is it is a horror movie creation. <laughs> like it is one of the scariest things you'll see that actually exists. I, I'm gonna ask you this off air because I really want to know who you know that shaved the bear. But that <laughs> sounds sound like something we should go down on this show right I don't now. Know. The is internet this, is magic, is you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what person sent it to me. I have I do have a pretty big phobia of bears, uh, and so someone sent it to me to ruin my day. Um, but and it did, and it did. Um, so really, thank you. Thank you, Jen, for coming on the show. Absolutely. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for tolerating the jokes. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get you back on one day. Seriously, we appreciate it. Always, always welcome. Uh, so with that said, Terrence, anything we need to, to say to wrap up the show this week? Well, first, Jen's not getting 20 or $50 from me. (laughs) She didn't hold up her end of the bargain. Sure. She still will get her free Connecticut show t-shirt which has a retail value of $100,000. It is it is limited edition. If anybody wants that, it is hard to get a hold of one. Absolutely is. Yeah. As far as scarcity goes, it's, it's yes. way up there. Uh, we realize the way to do this is order very few T-shirts. That makes them rare. Yeah. So That's if you secret. get one, it's going to be rare. Yeah. And the homie, the other gen... My favorite, Jen, not the 
Not not that this gen is not good, but my favorite gen is getting the special edition one. So she might, she's probably going to get two because I got to work on getting this, the faces on there. Travis' face is going to be on there too, but I will be smiling like you, like you said. My face won't be on there, and I'm definitely not playing favorites on gens. Uh, a lot of great gens in the world. No, it, I, that's, it's, it's great gens, but it's like this gen was the first <laughs> she was the original gen. The original gen. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with. I, I have to go with. She's she's my favorite. She doesn't have to be your favorite. I I think she should be to keep that fan base going. But hey, I I, I will give you that she is the original gen to write into the show. Uh, I think I think playing favorites that's just dangerous, isn't it? Mm. We'll talk about that off air. We'll talk you know, about let's let's talk about that. I got to think about that one. All right. Thanks for uh, listening to this. I think I said it was our 26th, but this is our 27th episode now that Woo! I'm processing this through my mind. Uh, thanks for listening. Season three, episode 27. Um, for Travis Poppleton and Terrence Abney, this is The Connecticut Show. Y'all take care of yourselves as the weather changes. Travel, have fun, love each other, hug each other, and peace out. is free.